Hey y'all, you're listening to Link in the Chain, a bi-weekly podcast that aims to reveal the depth and vastness of hip-hop one episode at a time. We take our favorite methodologies, albums, artists, and songs and strip them to their core, figuring out what exactly makes them so magnetic. I'm your host, Jillian Grace. Let's get started. I'm just doing what Pete did for me. Pete Brain did for me and what James Brown did for them. It's still just a fan of forward. I just always look at it as a link in the chain, man. Like, it's a link in the chain. The day that I am recording this episode happens to also be my mom's 55th birthday. As I was going through pictures of her and our family, I began thinking about where I was when I first fell in love with hip-hop. When I was younger, my family fell on hard times and we temporarily moved into a home in Greater Cleveland right off of Lee and Miles. It was really weird, you know, leaving the only house that I knew and life as I knew it. And if I'm honest, I would soon learn that this wouldn't be the last time that we as a family would move around or house hop. (laughs) Nevertheless, my parents always gave my sister and I their absolute best. They still do, and for that, I am eternally grateful. The summer we moved into that home was coincidentally also the summer that I took that fateful trip to my uncle's house and found the Idlewild DVD. In hindsight, I was probably over there because my parents needed to figure out some things without having to worry about Jackie and I. But that day, the time I spent in that house, it's forever etched in my brain. I remember staring at AZ lyrics (laughs) on my desktop, (laughs) forcing myself to commit songs like Mighty O to memory. And I already told y'all about my MySpace page and how my screen name was Mrs. Andre Lauren Benjamin. I know it sounds cheesy, but had that never happened, had we not temporarily lived in that house, I wouldn't be half of the woman that I am today. And more likely than not, there would be no link. This past week, Outcast Speaker Box Love Below turned 18. On it, we're presented with a different duo, a duo that has created something completely new through experimentation while still achieving a feeling of familiarity. Even though the projects were technically separate, we as listeners still felt that connectivity from Big Boy and Dre, the type of energy that can only be developed through that familial love that we talked about in our last episode. This is a love that stands the test of time. As you evolve as an individual, it is still there at the end of the day. It is a type of love that, despite where you go in life or how many houses you move in and out of, that love is still present. It is true and genuine and unwavering. So this week's episode is dedicated to both the album that changed my life and the woman who gave me life. And because of that, it is only right that my mama (laughs) is this week's link love. Now, she doesn't know how to work her phone for real, (laughs) much less listen to a podcast. And to be honest, I'm not quite sure she knows what a podcast is. But nevertheless, she's extremely proud of everything that I do. And I'd like to read something she wrote on a recent status of mine. Awesome, Jill. You are the GOAT. (laughs) I am so very proud of you. Thank you, JG. I love you. As always, if you like what you hear in this episode, Please be sure to share, subscribe, and leave a rating and review. Link is a team of one, so all editing, producing, marketing, etc., etc., etc. comes from me. So the more y'all support, the more ears that this project can potentially reach. I think that's everything. Y'all ready? 
Let's get it, 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 let it rain, hey, clear it out, hey, let it rain, ha, clear it out, ha. that I present on this show. To be honest, it's a podcast. I really do have the liberty to talk at length about these things, but again, I'm a whole grad student. (laughs) We ain't got time for that right now. (laughs) So instead, we're going to focus on the domino effect of this album. You know here at Link, we love to find the breadcrumbs that artists leave in their music and the lasting impressions that this music can create. Despite this album not necessarily being a fan favorite, its effects are heard all around the world, even today. The most recent echo, Andre 3000's leaked first on Donda. Hey, Miss Donda, you're running to my mama, please tell her I said say something. I'm starting to believe ain't no such thing as heaven's trumpets. No after over, this is it done. If there's a heaven, you would think they let you speak to your son. Maybe she has in the form of a baby's laugh. I heard passing by in a stroller reminding me, hey, keep rolling on. No, maybe she has with the prick of a blade of grass. I've been laying on way too long. Got me itchy, got up and roamed a little more. Miss Donda, you see my mama, tell her I'm lost. You see, she'd always light a cigarette. We talk, I would call. Exaggerating a little bit so she get the point. Somehow, trying to get her to this stop gem of a verse got sandwiched in between the Drake and Ye Beef, which is honestly a shame, but that's not what we're here for. In the verse, Dre speaks directly to Ye's mother and asks her to reach out to his mother, who is also in heaven. It's full of everything from him doubting and questioning the existence of God to his mother's ability to show his son, Seven, a civilian life to Dre having sex in a church and the duality that existed even within that. He does all of this while only referring to her as Miss Donda, reminding us that he is in fact a Southern gentleman. But this is not Andre's first plea, or better yet, ode to his mother. An example, track 15 on the love below. She's alive. from this album for a couple of different reasons. For one, this instrumental is crazy. (laughs) The chord progression is straight up jazz. It also wasn't until I was doing research for this episode that I learned that there are actual players on this album. All of the strings, keys, bass, including that dumb drum pattern that you hear on loop during this song, they were all done live. 
Now, of course, it was edited in post-production to give it that outcast-esque depth, but it's all live instruments. Another thing I love about this song is the subject matter. Andre is a masterful storyteller. The way he paints pictures with his words is unparalleled. Other than the chorus, the only actual verse we hear from him says the following. The year was 1975. That night, crickets cried. They knew what was going down. Three girls traveling a long country road, and one said she thinks it's time. The baby wants to come right now. I don't know about y'all, but I can absolutely visualize it. The long winding dirt road, the pitch black sky that's embellished with stars, the crickets crying, the panic his mother must have felt in that moment. It's all so vivid. The subject matter of the song is also made just as vivid through its formatting. As I said earlier, that's the only verse we hear from Andre, and he's instead replaced by recordings of his mother speaking about the ways in which she had to stand up in the absence of his father. This shows us two separate things. For one, the admiration Andre has for his mother and how he's chosen to take the proverbial backseat for her. Last week, we spoke about Tupac's Dear Mama, and we've seen this pattern before with rappers paying homage to their mothers. Songs like Hey Mama by Kanye, Hey Ma by Chance, or even West Will's Wanda's Baby, which <laughs> if you ain't heard that, you should hear it because you might hear a familiar voice or whatever. <laughs> All of these examples are of how artists appreciate their first loves, but this familial love song is different. Instead of it being from the perspective of the rapper, Andre allows his mother to tell her own story. It's a perspective we don't come across often, with the exception of Tyler, the creator's mama talk. The other way I'm thinking of this, though, is the unintentional foreshadowing 3000 does for his life of the party verse. How, in his verse, he asks his father why he never married his mother. Now, of course, one could argue that this isn't foreshadowing at all and that Andre is simply speaking his truth. However, I can't help but admire that level of candidness that he's chosen to speak with 18 years later. It's a consistency for me. But Dre is not the only person who showed up on this album. Folks like to separate the two, and in some ways it was the beginning of the end, but the picture that is outcast isn't complete without Sir Lucia's left foot, a.k.a. Big Boy. Hold up. Yeah. Somebody that told you wrong. Thought it was just gonna go end off like that, yeah, huh? Hearts, two hearts, two hearts, two motherfucking hearts. My motherfucking two. Give me a back leg. Oh, I need a Started out alone, cause my baby mama left me now. There's nobody at home. To feel like Mrs. Jackson done that throne. At the 1995 Source Awards, his partner informed the booing New York crowd that when it came to hip hop, the South has something to say. With Speakerbox, Big Boy doubled down on the eight-year-old declaration. What makes Speakerbox so special is how beautifully southern it is. 
Ludacris, CeeLo, Killer Mike, Lil Jon, Jazzy Faye, Chow, there was no shortage of Southern talent on this album. The way they rap, whether it's the pointed rapping style of Luda or Lil Jon literally hollering in the background, <laughs> it is all so unapologetically Southern. The accents cut through the production, but with ease. Even on high energy tracks like Bus featuring Killer Mike, it never feels forced. It's all organic. My freshman year at Howard, I was in complete culture shock for about two months because of all of the different types of black people that I came across. Society likes to paint a monolithic portrait of us, but niggas from LA are different from Houston niggas, who are different from Nigerians, who are different from Chicago niggas, who, you get the idea. <laughs> black people, wherever we find ourselves in the diaspora, are so beautifully diverse. This is what speaker box, and even more so when you factor in the love below, feels like when you listen to it. You see just how diverse the South alone is. From track to track, Big Boy bounces from production that sounds like the Dungeon Family, and then crunk music, and then something that is so unapologetically churchy that reminds you that the South is in fact the Bible Belt. It's also worth mentioning that Speakerbox in large part scores their movie debut, Idlewild. This is saying a lot, considering that the movie is one, based in the 1930s, and two, doesn't come out until three years after this album is released. Big Boy's ability to create music that is from a very specific time period while still remaining true to himself, his decision to also use live instruments, everything about this... <laughs> Chef's Kiss, 10 out of 10 in my book. It's like he took the music of the Harlem Renaissance and made it unapologetically Southern. Another beautiful thing about Speaker Box is Big's apparent admiration for Andre. And Flip Flop Rock, which y'all know I was gonna mention this song because the goat's on it. Baby Hove is on it. <laughs> but this is what Big Boy says on Flip Flop Rock. Marcus, Jason, my little brother James. All my brothers from my mama, but Andre is just the same. Ain't no uno, we a duo, deuce, dos, do, a pair. This isn't the only time Big Boy says something along these lines. On the track of Tomb of the Boom, he says the following. They say, Big Boy, can you pull it off without your nigga Dre? I said, people stop the madness because me and Dre, we okay. Outcast, cell therapy to cell division. We done split it down the middle so you could see both divisions. Been spitting it damn near 10 years. Why the fuck will we be quitting? I feel like both of these statements needed to be said on this album. Andre, at the time, was going into uncharted waters. This album was released the same year as 50 Cent's Gay Rich or Die Tryin', the Black Album by Hove, Diplomatic Immunity by The Diplomats, and many more albums that were fitting into the current landscape of hip-hop. For Dre to make records like Hey Ya, he needed to be able to feel safe or even comfortable to experiment with those sounds. Big Boy created a space for him to dive into those waters and navigate them for himself. This is that familial love that I keep coming back to, y'all. It is so evident that these men love each other. Even in the present day, they can be found saying that the other was the better rapper of the two or even hitting up football games to support Big Son Cross. No matter how many houses they move in and out of, their love stands the test of time. Because I am a bird at heart, <laughs> I'd like to end this episode by playing the last track on Big Boy's album, Last Call. There's no deep reason to play this. There's no link in the chain with this. I, I just love the song. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for listening. Again, like, share, comment, subscribe, whatever, whatever. Y'all know what to do. See y'all in two weeks.
To the niggas that be holding the wall, fuck y'all, get the flow, start shaking it all. It's y'all, we be drinking, no, we drinking it all. We gon' do it till we can't and we fall. Last call, tell them motherfuckers holding the wall, fuck y'all, get the flow, start shaking it all. It's y'all, we be drinking, no, we drinking it all. We gon' do it till we can't and we fall. Last call. I'm gon' hit the club and I'm gon' get some love I'm a coolest nigga, ain't gon' spend more than a dub I gon' tell him raw and it's chicken head friend No Ferrari, no Jag, no Bentley on the bend Might just play the wall with this meal up on my grill I like I'm the hate of the Haitian from Hankville I remember her, I like she don't remember me When I was Cadillac, Coop the villain, chicken head drillin' To the niggas that be holdin' the wall, fuck y'all Hit the flow, start shakin' it all Thanks again for tuning in to Link in the Chain. The theme song was produced by Hype Alexander. All research, producing, and recording was done by myself, Jillian Grace. If you like what you heard in this episode, please make sure to like, share, and subscribe to the show. Thanks again. See y'all in two weeks. <laughs>